Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the ACC Now podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the News and Observer, joined today by Duke's Athletic Director, Nina King. I'm so pleased to be joined by Nina uh, at this very busy time in college athletics. It's July, it's not supposed to be busy. <laughs> but here we are in Charlotte for football. So Nina, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, sitting around with my feet up all summer and so just excited to get back to work. No, <laughs> I kid, I kid. It's been a busy summer, but it's been fun. It has been. Um, uh, and we're here uh, at the ACC football kickoff. Yeah. Uh, Mike Elko is making his first tour through the, uh, through the events. Um, just what are your thoughts on what you've seen from him so far from, from the big hire you made last December? Absolutely. I mean, he's really done such a great job integrating himself in the Duke community and the Durham community and um, just such enthusiasm. He came to Durham and hit the ground running um, and since he's been with us in the past seven, eight months. Um, he's just generated so much excitement. So it's going to be great to finally get to September and have a football game um, but under Coach Elko's leadership. And he's hired an amazing staff and the student athletes are buying in and having fun so here we go yeah one thing with with the change was you guys uh you know put some more resources into football uh with with um, assistant coaching pool mm -hmm. and some facilities you want to get done some things are already done mm -hmm. um that's one thing with with football's place in the college landscape right now it's so important mm -hmm. that's where tv money comes from all that kind of stuff so um where do you think Duke football stands as far as its importance to you to, to help Duke have a seat at the table as yeah. we go forward in college athletics? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's critically important. Um, we need to, to do well so that we can have a seat at the table and, and uh, really be a part of meaningful conversations um, relative to the ACC. And so, you know, it, it's um, we're investing more um, as we should be and, and um, we'll continue to kind of monitor the landscape. And it's my job to make sure that Duke is positioned really well well to, to take advantage of the shifting landscape um, and you know I mean it's we talk a lot about football and how important football is and it's we need it to be good to drive revenue so that we can put those resources into our 26 other sports um, you know it, it's really to the benefit of, of all of our student athletes across all of our programs when football is good and, and generating the dollars so we're really proud of being able to provide broad-based programming and have 27 sports and, and you know participate in, in so many ACC and national championships um, because of the dollars that we're able to, to generate from football. And that's one thing that Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, talked about in his address at, at the football kickoff was, um, you know, it's the college model serves so many people. And um, in some areas that might be antiquated thinking with what, what's going on with uh, conference mergers and all that kind of stuff. But it sounds like at Duke, that's still top of mind for you guys as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you talk to the rower or the fencer, they're not going to tell you that's antiquated thinking. I mean, they have an opportunity to come to, to Duke and, and other like-minded schools where they're getting a really great education and competing at the highest levels. I mean, it's it's a priority for us to be able to, to create that experience where a student-athlete can learn to balance academics and athletics. We want to be really good at both, and we're not shy about wanting to be really good um, both in the classroom and athletically right um speaking of the changing landscape and everything mm -hmm. um you know there's a lot of upheaval right now with southern cal and ucla making their move uh the, the grant of rights seems to be in a position to hold the acc together and uh, it's a point of strength uh you know although commissioner phillips said you know your guess is as good as mine a little bit when it comes to if it's challenging court you have a obviously you're a lawyer you have a legal mm -hmm. background what are your thoughts on that document as you look at it? Do you see it as 
as as something the ACC can count on as we go forward here through 2036. Yeah, absolutely. I am um, I'm happy with with our position as the ACC right now. Um, we've got a, a great um, not just contract, but the collegiality among our 14 football playing institutions and, and 15 for um, all other sports. Um, we've got great leadership around the table. I mean, a, a really outstanding group of athletic directors. And then under Jim Phillips' leadership, um, it, you know, he's got incredible vision and, and he's really um, taking the bull by the horns here. And, and will lead us into this ne next iteration of college athletics, whatever it might look like. I mean, we're, we're still working through kind of what all those scenarios are. And, um, you know, yeah, USC and UCLA bolting for the Big Ten kind of set off some fireworks and things in motion. And we're, we're looking. Um, we're monitoring the landscape. But I'm really confident in the ACC and the position that we're in, um, a position of strength, frankly. And, uh, you know, Duke's president, Vince Price, is mm – -hmm. Is the head of the council this year, yep. right? So yeah. um, the ACC. Yep. So Duke is firmly involved in, in what's going forward with with the conferences and what the ACC is going to do. Um, you know, just what are your thoughts on? Um, there's kind of a time thing here. Like people want want it to happen right now, mm -hmm. or, or also there's there's patience where if you wait a little long, you might get something better. Yep. Uh, how do you kind of navigate that with, with, when you're talking to, to Duke's donors and students and people involved sure. in Duke sports? Yeah, you know, it's um, we need to take the time to be strategic and make decisions um, first and foremost for the best interest of, of the conference, and then my job for the best interest of Duke. And that's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, there's there's a lot. These are complicated decisions. Um, there's a lot on the table. There's a lot of different options, and and so just working through all of that, um, and then coming coming sitting down together and, and um, working with our presidents. Obviously, the presidents make the the final call about kind of what's next. Um, so working with them, communicating with them is is really important. Um, and so not rushing into a decision that, you know, might lock us into a bad decision for the next 15, 20, 25 years, whatever it might be. So we need to be thoughtful and strategic about what's next. We take our time doing it. Right. And your th talks with other athletic directors from other schools. Again, you mentioned the collegiality. You feel like everybody's kind of pulling on the same rope right yeah, now? Is that safe absolutely, to say? Absolutely. We've got a great group. Um, the the 14 of us uh, football playing schools meet um, regularly and then the 15 of us um, as well, just kind of on a, on a different cadence depending on what the conversation is surrounding. But, um, you know, we're, we're talking often and we're talking to each other kind of offline, one-offs um, often. And, you know, me being relatively new, we do have a Two ads that are all, two other ads that are also first time ads that came after me. So I guess oh. I'm not really the, the rookie rookie. No, anymore. not at all. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I've uh, called a lot of my colleagues just to kind of bounce some things off of them, and you know, make sure am I thinking about this right? And and um, you know, just having conversations, staying connected um, to my colleagues around the league and right. frankly around the country. I mean, we're we're um, we've got a, a vast network of, of ads everywhere, and so not just ACC colleagues. I'm talking others as well right exactly and as conferences grow i mean you guys are already having teams travel to notre dame all the time you know, you're a notre dame graduate you know how far yeah. away that is from durham uh syracuse miami um you know as we get bigger like what do you think about like you know southern cal has to send softball players to play rutgers that's the yeah you know Seems hard. Yes, um, it does, and and um, unfortunately, I think we're we're kind of losing our um, 
priority here, the welfare of the student-athlete, and that we're doing such a disservice to them when we make these crazy decisions. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's certainly at the ACC table something we're talking about, student-athlete welfare, and, and how can we manage this and create the very best experience possible for our student-athletes. So um, I think that we, we lost the narrative a, a while ago um, in terms of, of student-athlete welfare and, and benefits for them. Um, and so just trying to kind of maintain um, that within the ACC certainly is something we're talking about. But listen, there's a lot of different scenarios. Um, I don't want to say, oh my God, we're never traveling to the West Coast or anything like that. I mean, we're talking about everything and pros and cons of, of all the different decisions that we could possibly be making right um speaking of student athlete benefits now we're we're one year into nil <laughs> and i know a lot of it, a lot of people and you included thought it should have happened before now it was, it was a good thing when it came what are your what are your thoughts on it as we're one year into this mm -hmm. and, and how it's gone and where it's going in the future yeah how long do we have <laughs> yeah we <can. laughs> listen um we're one year in and we're still standing so yeah. the sky didn't fall um again i mean you mentioned it i i'm a fan of nil i, I like um what it does for our student athletes unfortunately because we came out of it or came out the, out of the gates last july 1st with no rules no guidelines um it's a bit of the wild west everybody's saying that and it's true it's it's just out of control um and so we need an even playing field as it relates to NIL, and, and we need to all be on the same page. I mean, we're in a state with no state law, and so you've got a bunch of institutions that all have different institutional policies, and it's just really hard to kind of wrap your head, you wrap your arms around what NIL um, is doing. And unfortunately, it is. There's some shady activities on the side, but since there's no rules, it's legal at this point, at least. Um, so, you know, for Duke and our student-athletes, a year in, it's been going well. We've got a lot of activity. We've got a lot of student-athletes that are participating, doing um, sponsorship deals, trade deals, you know, just making money off of their own NIL. Um, we place a priority on education and, and making sure that we are talking to them about, you know, taxes and contracts and yeah. building your brand. And there's so much that goes into it. And so I think, I mean, our Duke student-athletes have had opportunities and, and have done well with them. Um, so we'll continue to kind of navigate the landscape best we can um, and, and hope that we do get kind of some some legislation rules that put us all on an even playing field around the country. And I've talked to, you know, Duke's athletes about this through the last year. And, you know, it's easy to say, you know, there's money out there. There's a paycheck. Let's go get it. But you also have to say, wait a minute. Do I want to represent that brand? Does it, you know, does it matter to me long term, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's where the education comes in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, again, we're here at ACC football kickoff. Um, what are your expectations for the first year of, of Mike Elko? Obviously, you want to win the ACC championship. Yes. Everybody wants to do that, right? But uh, realistically, you know, coming from where the program's been, yeah. what do you want to see when, when the team takes the field against Temple? September the 2nd. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think you're starting to see it now. Our student athletes are having fun. Um, they're getting bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, what they've done in the weight room um, this spring and summer has been incredible. Um, and so you want to just see them get out there and compete and have fun while they're doing it. And of course, we care whether it's a WRL after the game, but we're not putting all our eggs in, a, in one basket and saying you have to win X number of games. You know, it's about um, progress. And are we building Duke football back up? to what we know its potential is. Um, and, and certainly there are some measures, markers along the way, that some boxes we can check. Um, but for me, I just, you know, I want to see those student-athletes out there having fun, doing what they love, what they're passionate about, see the fruits of their labor out on the field after, you know, a, a long spring and summer working at it. Um, and then hopefully it all results in a 
big W. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and with uh, with football you know, facilities and things like that, I know you some more money went into like uh, like the catapult system, right? That the football team's using for measuring metrics with the athletes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, are we are we any closer to seeing like you know a renovated locker room or a new building or something like that? Sure. Where are we on that? On that yeah, thing? I mean, it's we're talking about everything right now and just kind of taking stock of what it is that needs to be done. Um, and then once we have that kind of a, a good inventory of, of what we want our physical plant to end up looking like, then we'll chart a path on how do we get there? How do we raise the dollars? Um, so, you know, it's it's not something that's going to be done overnight. And, and Coach Elko and I had these conversations as, during the interview process. And then since he, he got to Durham, so we again, looking at everything, we know that our locker room it needs to be renovated it hasn't been touched since it was built um, 20 plus years ago and you know there, there's things that we know that we need to do um, so and another thing we're kind of taking our time to be strategic and, and thoughtful about um, what we change and how we go about doing it yeah how's the reaction from Duke's booster community been, been solid on that front yeah, yeah it's been great we our donors are, are enthusiastic and have supported us we've already um, gotten a, a fair number of, of donations to um, specifically support Duke football um, you know just kind of the, the energy enthusiasm that comes with new coaching staff and um, we've, we've capitalized on that with our, our donor community but um, so much support for coach Elko and, and what we're doing which has been great to see good um, I, you know I can't uh, let this podcast go much further without talking about Duke basketball because um, we have new energy there. Yeah. With, uh, Coach Shire taking over officially in uh, in April. Um, just uh, you know, how have your interactions been with him since he became the guy in the chair? Mm-hmm. Like before, it was like, oh, he's going to be the guy. You picked him. <laughs> you all picked him to be the guy. Yeah. But now he's the guy. Yeah. So uh, just what's your reaction from what you've seen so far? Yeah. From him? I mean, I think he's doing just fine. Number one recruiting class this year and next, right? You can take him off your prayer list. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been great. I mean, uh, it. it um, it became clear that John was the candidate uh, during the interview and, and search process. And then to just kind of see him, um, you know, just really take the program, make it his own, also hit the ground running in April has just been so um, validating to watch. Um, he's got vision. He's doing things his way. He's building on the foundation um, on, on Coach K's legacy. And he's doing a really darn good job at it. And so it's been fun. I mean, it's exciting. You know, just um, we were talking about scheduling is is different. Um, You know, we've hired a general manager and that's that was um, something exciting. Um, He's got an assistant coach that's not a former Duke player. Um, So he's really um, making doing things his way, which has been really refreshing to watch. You mentioned on my list of questions, you, uh, Rachel Baker, the general manager, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about. Yeah. That's a brand new hire yeah. for Duke for really college athletics. Yeah. We haven't seen that kind of hire before. Um, what were your thoughts when that, that process was going on? I'm sure you yeah. talked to Rachel during the interview process. Yeah. Uh, what kind of person has Duke mm-hmm. gotten in Rachel? Mm-hmm. And what? how important is that position going to be going forward? Yeah. Uh, this is how I know how important the position is. The number of text messages and phone calls I got from athletic director colleagues around the country the day of the announcement. What is this? Um, great. Now my coach says we need to hire a general manager. Right. <laughs> I knew we were on to something when I got so many phone calls that day. Um, listen, Rachel is amazing. She is a rock star. And um, I, I think 
folks think we hired her just to manage NIL. Um, that's a, a part of her job. Her her job, I mean, she's really um, a connector, an air traffic controller. Um, she's in on the recruiting scene. I mean, she could um, you know be an assistant coach and go out and recruit um, if she wanted. If that was the career path for her. I mean, she's okay. really tied into the AAU scene and and uh, grassroots uh, basketball, and um, and so she she's just going to bring something fresh and different um, to the program. Um, she is she's a wonderful young woman. She's grown up around basketball. Her dad was a basketball coach. She was a lacrosse player herself in college, so she understands the, the plight of the student athlete, and um, she's she's really going to be great for Coach Shire and, and the coaching staff. Great athlete. Yeah, and um, you know. Her marketing background obviously helps with NIL, but also I'm sure she can help answer some questions for families that you said during the recruiting process, yep. right? About yep. what, what's going to go forward here and there with, yep. with legislation on. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think she's going to be kind of a connector with the families, with the agents. Now that our student athletes have agents for right. NIL, um, and so she's tied into that community. Um, you know, obviously with our our own um, basketball program, and then our administration. And she's like I said, I think air traffic controller is kind of a good way to describe um, the myriad of duties that, that she has. One thing that uh, is sticking to basketball, one thing Coach K talked about that he wanted to kind of do in retirement maybe was help keep Cameron relevant yeah. as a building. As a, you know, A lot of things have happened in the college basketball world over years with suites, all that kind of stuff, revenue that way. Um, what are your thoughts on on Cameron as a building, and, and we know it's important to Duke and, and to the ACC and college basketball as a whole, but it also has to be uh, modern and and draw the revenue that Duke needs to keep the, the program where it is. Yeah. Um, listen, we're not touching the inside of Cameron on my watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be my legacy. Uh, no, listen, it's, uh, it's like restoring an old car, right? Um, the insides kind of stay the same, but you do everything on the outside to make it shiny and new. And, and I think we've done that with Cameron. I mean, we put the addition on, um, the, the frontal addition on Cameron, and so we've got a beautiful new lobby that you walk into, and now we've got um, a premium hospitality space uh, in the Champions Club and um, more bathrooms and yeah. <laughs> things like that. So we'll, we'll always kind of, you know, be watching what, what can we do to Cameron um, to kind of beautify it and keep it relevant, um, but not touch the inside. I mean, you just, you can't. The, the historic nature of, of what we've got. So we're not expanding beyond 9,300 seats and, you know, it's we're not putting uh, crazy big old suites on, on top. Um, you know, a few years ago, or it's been a while now, we, we talked to kind of our, our donor community and, and folks that we thought might be interested in luxury suites, and they all said no. I mean, we like mm. our seats in Cameron. I think, you know, there's a certain intimacy. Every seat is good, whether you're in the lower bowl, the upper bowl, whatever it might be, yeah. and nobody was interested in a suite, so good with me. How about that? <laughs> How about that? We don't want something not to Right, We're right, like yeah, we got. this is good. <laughs> well, it just speaks to the culture of what we talk about at Duke and, and with, with the basketball program and everything is, People know what it is, and they like it. For sure. Yes. <laughs> um, one other thing about uh, Cameron and, and Revenue and everything, with um, alcohol sales, mm -hmm. that's something that's, that's new and available mm -hmm. now. Um, can we see an expansion of that, different ways to, to go about that? 
with basketball and football. Yeah, year. yeah. So currently alcohol sales just in Wallace Wade, um, but we are talking about the rest of our venues. I mean, what what can we do around, obviously, Cameron, but also soccer, lacrosse, our other venues. And so we're, we are looking, um, we're working with uh, colleagues across campus to kind of figure out how can we implement it in the safest way possible for our patrons, for our community, et cetera. And so we are um, looking to see kind of what's next on the alcohol sales front. All right, good. Well, Nina, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the ACC Now podcast. Thanks. Great to um, be with you. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. It's been a wonderful uh, time here with you. And I uh, look forward to uh, doing this again sometime in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, okay. Steve. Uh, again, that's, uh, I'm Steve Wiseman from the News and Observer. Thanks for joining us on the latest ACC Now podcast.